Listen on to learn all about customer research in the startup stages. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Today, we are going into the world of slow startups. We're going into the world of snacks. We're going into the world of circularity, turning a waste product into something people want um, with a fascinating guest who really is doubling down on how customer research and listening to the customers can help him build an ever better business. Uh, I learned a lot from this episode. Um, I hope you do too. Please listen to the end so you don't miss out on my guest top tips, which are frequently described as the best bit of the show and my own take on the whole episode. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Giuseppe Baidu is the founder and CEO at Gusto, an award-winning D2C snack brand. Based in the UK, they sell their food waste fighting products via wholesale and their Shopify store. Founded in 2018, they soft launched in 2021 to test the market and to learn more about their customers. And this year are targeting sales of 58,000 units. Hello, Giuseppe. Hi. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about your fascinating business. So how did you get into e-commerce? Um, so it all started with the launch of, of my business called Gusto Snacks. So I've been already into the e-commerce industry prior to the launch of this business as I had a previous business called Ooze Drinks. And D2C is always uh, is all about e-commerce, to be honest. Uh, you can't go D2C without <laughs> using e-commerce and the internet is making life easier for all of us as well. So definitely jumping into it, uh, it helps with the business growth and with sales as well. So Now, I love the fact you mentioned uh, Ooze Drinks, your, your former business, because when I was you know, looking into your background, it really struck me that both your businesses have been about safe, about dealing with the same waste problem, the same you know, circularity problem. So tell us a bit about uh, you know, the why, I suppose, behind the business and what the product, you know, I've been pretty vague about the Gusto product so far. So can you tell us a bit about the product and a bit about why that's so important to you? Oh, yeah. So um, my and I will start from when I was in Italy because I was born in Italy and I lived there pretty much all my life. But during my time there, I was 
playing basketball semi-professional, but I was also doing a bit of charity work um, for my national service. I joined the Italian National Service and we were working with charities. So during that time, I got, let's say, exposed to um, the issue with food waste and you know, the fact that supermarkets were not even able to sell all their foods. And we were trying to get some of them to, you know, to families in need. And sometimes they were not even allowing us to do that, you know. So um, fast forward, came to the UK, still wanted to do something for the planet, for people. I still had that passion um, because of the influence I had uh, in Italy. And um, I just decided to joined a charity here in the UK called Barking Food Bank. And they used to go to farmers and take some of the surplus fruits. Initially, I, I knew about the food waste issue in supermarkets, but I didn't know about the food waste issue on farm level. So going there, I saw the, that there was some of the fruit that were not being given away or they were not being sold as well. You know, and I started asking myself questions, started doing a bit of research, and I found out that the UK and the EU waste over 28 million tons of fruits per year. So I was like, you know what, actually, let me just uh, try and do in my small existence, let me just try and do something and, you know, just be part of, you know, the, the people that did <laughs> something good for the planet, even though, even if nobody recognizes it, I know I've done something. One day when I will not be here on this planet, I, I will be at peace with myself, you know. Um, so that is how everything started, yeah. That's mad, isn't it? And that's just the fruit waste just in the EU that's wasted. And the, the Gusto product is, it's snacks made from dried waste fruit isn't it yeah yeah so essentially apart from the the wonky fruit we go and pick so when we talk about waste fruit some of the consumers don't understand it they're like oh so are you giving me waste to it we are like no 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 actually um it's all about the shape size and color supermarkets are very strict with what they want because it saves them money also in terms of space if you were to take an apple that is twice bigger than the normal size. It takes a lot of space for the supermarket. So they don't want that. And also no consumer will go and take that apple because it's too big. And unfortunately, the farmers produce such produce as well. So we buy them and turn them into air dried fruit scripts with a twist of flavor. Um, why a twist of flavor? Because when also I was shopping around uh, with my business partners, we saw in the market that the potato crepes was the favorite for consumers because it has a lot of varieties, a lot of flavors. But when you look at the dried fruits market, it's so boring. Like literally, they will just give you the you know the raw fruits and there is nothing crazy added to it. Um, so we thought, you know, why don't we mimic the texture of the potato crisps? And then, you know, bring something that is healthier, but also sustainable for the consumer. Yeah, and that is how Gusto was born. That's kind of mad, isn't it? I'd never thought of it that way. But yeah, crisps made from potatoes, or for our American listeners, chips made from potatoes. You're wrong, by the way. They're called crisps. Uh, <laughs> chips are fries. Uh, <laughs> before we get, we're not getting deep into that. But um, potato ones are flavoured with all kinds of things. You don't buy a potato flavoured crisp. But yet, if you want a dried apple or a dried banana, they taste of apple or banana it's such an obvious thing indeed 
Indeed, I mean, and and the calories for the potato crisps is so is so high. You know, our crisps they are made of 100% fruits, and then they are less than 80 calories. So you know, so it's a great uh, healthy sugar snack. Excellent. Okay, so. Obviously, the sustainability is really important to you as the founder. Are you finding in this year where inflation's going up and, you know, we're seeing the cost of living crisis going on and everyone's got less less cash, or at least that's what, what we're being told, people have got less cash. Um, are you finding that to hit your sales targets, it's still the sustainable messaging that's working or is it the health benefits or are you having to do something different in these in these different times? Yeah, so I think um, definitely, you know, consumers now are being more conscious about the environment. People are moving towards more and more sustainable um, products. So that's a good thing for us. Although it's true that the cost of living is going high and, you know, people are looking for cheaper and cheaper options. But from our side, it doesn't have I mean, we have been impacted from the crisis, but at the same time, we also have our manufacturer in the EU. And uh, when we come back to the UK in terms of um, the cost, we are always lower compared to our competitors. Although I think consumers love the fact that our products are, I mean, in terms of the messaging, we always use the fact that our products are higher quality compared to our competitors. Also, we don't fry, we dry. So uh, that gives it, you know, it maintains all the natural nutrients in, that, in our products. So in terms of the healthy health benefit, it's always good to preach that to the consumers because, you know, nobody wants to eat products full of <laughs> whatever, you know, um, but the sustainable, the sustainability side is also quite very important having, you know, a product that, that do good to the planet because everyone wants to be part of something that, you know, especially in these days that there is so much going on in the world and we, we need to do more, you know, to um, heal our planet. Uh, let's put it uh, in that way. So I think, yeah, indeed, these two things, health, and doing good to the planet has something that consumers definitely want to hear. Excellent news. That's what I want to hear too. Um, now, uh, Giuseppe, you you mentioned, or I mentioned about you in the intro that you spent, uh, you know, you spent from 2018 to 2021 perfecting the product. Then from 20 in 2021, it was all about testing the market and learning more about the customers where you where you did 10,000 units. This year, you're planning on doing almost 60,000 units. And in that answer you just gave us quite clearly, you really know your customers well. So I think I think for some of the listeners who may be thinking, you know, they can come up with an e-commerce business idea on Monday and by Friday, they've done a million units. Uh, which I, I think is probably I'm I'm overstating this, but it's a very slow launch process you're on, isn't it? So why why are you why are you taking so much time to understand the customer to get the product right and to you know to find that market? Yeah, indeed. I mean, it's very important uh, for a startup to understand their market. To be honest, close to hundred percent of startup don't make it. Uh, I would say ninety nine point something percent don't make it once they launch. So. It would be crazy for somebody to think, you know, um, let me just go so fast because I need to grow so fast. Yeah, you need to grow quick as, as quick as possible. You need to make mistakes earlier and not late, later on. But um, it's a marathon, 
And the best thing we have done is to try and understand the consumer. Um, for example, before launching, we spoke with about 300 people um, to understand if, if our snacks works. We know that over 50, 52.9 million people snack on potato crisps. That's about 98% of UK adults that snack on potato crisps. And we're trying to bring something in new that you know will disrupt the market. That's not easy to do. So there is a higher probability that we may flop rather than you know just rushing on getting things done we just want to really understand the consumer and also convince them as much as possible and um, being a bit slow does help planning different approaches um, so for example our first year was about once we launched was still about speaking with consumers we still want to for example the balance festival trade shows just to communicate with consumers about our final product, what they think and how we can improve it. This year, we brought in new flavors. So we launched with two, two products initially, and then this year we brought in um, two more. So we have four, four products now. And I think it's been a great uh, approach in terms of each product, we are taking each product um, how can I say to the consumer in terms of um, understanding how each product work and how the product performs in the market. And I think that's great. That's great to, um, you know, achieve our goal. And you say, you know, you talked to 300 customers initially or continuing to talk to customers now and have and, and throughout the process. Are you, are you running, you know, organized customer panels? Are you running surveys? Are you... Uh, you know, accosting people on the street with a packet of your product. How are, how, how are you doing the nuts and bolts of these conversations? Um, you know, how are you organizing it all? So initially we, we used, I mean, there is always some technology involved. It, it does always uh, help a bit of our approach. So we use Trustpilot, for example, to, you know, get um, consumers to give us feedback. We also use other software online, that, uh, for example, to create questionnaires and then, for example, do a competition online on our Instagram page, whereby we will ask our, our followers to give us, you know, buy our product and give us feedback and then they will receive you know, some extra gift, you know, extra discount. These are the things we do, but also the one-to-one -one conversation with the consumer on trade shows, on events. Um, I remember we went to the Idea Feast and we distributed about over 100 snacks, around 300 snacks. Each person we met, we spoke to them. We took videos as well about their feedback of the product. Because um, at the end, we always go back in our, in our space and, you know, try and review the videos. It's easy to forget when you go to events and people are talking to you. Um, but yeah, or for example, one thing that we found very effective was to give the product to our, our customers. They would taste it and then they would scan a QR code and then give us the feedback, the, their honest feedback. And, and that was very good. We, we got a lot of feedback from that one. So yeah, it, it does. It, these are methods that are very great. So you, you've clearly collected a lot of the more qualitative customer research, you know, lots of words, videos, responses on various different platforms from Trustpilot through surveys to via your QR code. How do you then 
take all that data and make it useful. Because I think sometimes it's a bit, when I've done it, you get a bit, I get a bit hung up on one thing one person said and end up ignoring the other 99 pieces of feedback. So how have you gone about making that data useful to you? Yeah. So for example, apart from me taking care of the marketing in the business and obviously the overall, uh, I'm, I'm a bit involved in everything, but mainly I'm in marketing and in product development because I have a, a product development. Uh, I mean, a product developer background, basically. So for me, it's very important to always go back to uh, the data because as I, as I previously mentioned, it's easy to forget and what people are saying. So one method I think worked very well for us was the QR code and which people were scanning and they were not giving uh, long reviews or long answers. It was very straightforward. Uh, do you, how do you like our product? Do you like our product? What, what you didn't like about it? And as they are there tasting and enjoying the snacks, you know, it's easy to have a conversation with them. And as they are talking, they are just typing. Or the best way also to go about it is to record the conversations, which we did. So um, there is always, you know, um, there is many ways to go about it. But I think recording, obviously, with the customer, asking them if that is, if you can do that. <laughs> and then the QR codes um, to gather some data online, that is, that is also a great, great method. And then you're you're literally just scanning through it, reading through it for when you need inspiration, for when you need new ideas on product dev. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And I think even asking the consumers about what what is the sort of snack they what is their dream snack, for example, when it comes to dried fruit, and you know you get some interesting answers down there. You know, crazy ideas, <laughs> but yeah. You know, it's always great to get the customer to say what they want. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And so one of the reasons, you know, that, that you've been going on this slow growth process or slow launch process, so as you get all that feedback and you can develop the product and, and the marketing in the in the best possible way. But saying that, you know, to go from 10,000 units in a year to 58,000 units a year is quite a big leap. So how have you approached that quite big old goal um, that you've set yourself for this year? What, what does your, what, how have you changed your marketing to be hitting that? So, yeah, so um, the first year was more of, um, you know, working with subscription boxes because of the pandemic. We were not able to sell on the high street stores. So our goal, we knew the goal was quite setting a higher goal was not achievable in 2020 in 2021 was was quite difficult um so we work with subscription boxes mainly um and we oversold the 11 the 10,000 units we sold about 12,000 so we were like okay so there is potential here to do more so this year the plan was more of like since our eco our e-commerce we're still on the learning process trying to get as many people as possible to understand the brand to come on the website and our first year we go about 7,000 visits this year we are exceeding that and it's, it's great to see you know people learning about the brand but also order it because it's not easy to get consumers to come on your website and order from there so the main thing we did this year is the fact that the supermarkets are open and we know that people will be going to shop everybody's tired of staying home right now and everybody's out there trying to live you know bring back their life so um that is how we were able to you know understand okay this year 
we can actually exceed the 10,000 units because now we're working with distributors, one of the top distributors, and who gives us access to over 10,000 stores across the UK. And, you know, and also added to that, we are working on our e-commerce and, you know, and trying to support our growth with that too. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Do you want more traffic to your online store and to increase your sales? Yoast SEO, the most used SEO tool in the world, is here to help you do just that. It's your personal coach for writing product descriptions that rank high in the search engines. And it takes care of your technical SEO automatically. With Yoast SEO installed on your Shopify or WooCommerce site, you will increase your chances on rich results, quickly optimize your meta tags and beat your competitors. I use Yoast to improve the SEO across all our websites. And you can join me now and install Yoast SEO for Shopify or WooCommerce today. Just go to ecmp.info forward slash Yoast to sign up. That's ECMP for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash Y-O-A-S-T. So ECMP dot info forward slash Y-O-A-S-T. I want to tell you about SendCloud. Today's online customers have been trained to expect flexible, frictionless shipping with every purchase from checkout all the way through to returns. SendCloud lets all of you access the same logistics power as a major online retailer. With SendCloud, you can connect to over 80 carriers and 50 integrations in seconds, process orders automatically, print labels in bulk, generate customs forms along with those labels, create branded tracking updates and set up your own hassle-free returns portal. Plus, there's all the data you need to optimise everything. Over 23,000 businesses already love shipping with SendCloud. Create a free or paid account now via ecmp.info forward slash SendCloud. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan dot info forward slash SendCloud and get £50 free shipping credit for being one of our listeners. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Giuseppe, are you ready for the top tips? Oh yeah, indeed. (laughs) Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Oh, um, I think one book that I really love, I love this, the 80-20 rule uh, book, which, I mean, is is, a, is the 2080 principle and it is about the secret to success by achieving more with less. As we were already talking about, you know, going slow with our launch, you know, and trying to achieve more as, you know, as we are, we are walking slow. I think that's a great thing to, to also go into, into, um, that book definitely, you know, addresses, uh, many aspects of, you know, even life in general, you know, how to achieve more with less. So I think it's good. An excellent book. One of my favorites. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? 
I think the one-to-one conversation with consumers is is always what I will always say. Um, you know, e-commerce is tech, and we all understand that technology has you know has driven. Um, I mean, has done so much for um, every business on this planet. Um, it makes things easier as well. But we don't have to forget that we also we are also humans, and humans love the one-to-one conversation. There is always something that they you know one or two things that will come out that technology is not able to um, give. So I will always say, whatever product you have, um, always trying to meet consumer consumers and have a good chat with them. Yeah, I love that. Such an important thing to be doing this year in particular, as we're seeing that need for better creative, better messaging go up absolutely critical okay the tool top tip maybe a collaboration tool a social media plugin a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day so one of the uh, tools we use um, since we are a small team and uh, we have so much so many things to to do um, for our social media platform i use um a website called uh, D-U-C, sorry, D-U-K-A-A-N, so that is Duncan. And it's, it's basically a tool that helps you um, do the caption um, very quickly by just putting few keywords, and it will just create whatever you want to write. Uh, but although I will always suggest to use that and then edit edit you know the word in a bit because there is about one million people that are using the website <laughs> you don't want to be creating the same caption as other you know twenty thousand people so yeah but it's a it's a it's a great tool and oh, no, sometimes i find when i'm trying to do my social media i just have massive writer's block so that sounds like a perfect tool for solving that <laughs> Okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? I would say understand what your consumers come and do on your website because um, you may be doing things right, but also um, it's quite difficult to spot the bad things you are doing and that may cause you know um, your customers not to come on your website. So I think one thing we did was to, our first year was to almost use our website as a blog space, talking about our brand and, you know, and although we were selling, but that wasn't our main focus. Our main focus was to get consumers to come there and understand the brand. And we have seen this year that we are focusing on uh, on selling those people that came last year, they still came back and then this time they bought the product. So I think it's always great to understand your consumers. Build a website initially to understand them and then build it to sell. Perfect and excellent advice. Right, Giuseppe, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Oh, yeah, indeed. We are launching, first of all, in Selfridges uh, very soon. Congratulations. That's awesome. (laughs) Indeed, in September. So you can find us there. uh, But online, you can find us at www.snackgusto.com. On Instagram, gusto.snacks. And that is also on Facebook, um, same uh, name. And uh, on Twitter as well, gusto underscore uh, snacks. 
Excellent. And everyone listening, we're recording this pre-October. So right now, if you're in London, you can go to Selfridges and grab yourself some gusto. Um, Giuseppe, thank you so much for being on at the e-commerce master plan podcast today. It's been excellent chatting with you and um, giving everyone such clarity into what it really takes to really create a product that your customers love. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I can't wait to listen to the to what people have to say about our podcast. I think I hope people have learned a lot from uh, what I said. So I talk a lot on this show and everywhere really about the importance of, of listening to your customers and getting to grips with what they think. We did that whole thing about empathy over on um, Keep Optimizing earlier this year and in the summit. And I think Giuseppe's journey with his business really demonstrates how crucial it is to understand the customer's desires at each stage of the business. And I think the benefits of taking it slow and making sure you're getting the product right, the packaging right, the positioning right, the flavors right. And I'm so cool to hear they're going to be, by the time you guys hear this, they will have launched in Selfridges, which is a big old game changer for any uh, food D2C brand here in the UK. Um, now, you can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our direct episode links. So that's ECMP for ecommercemasterplan.info forward slash episode number to go straight to the correct page of the website. Once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list and then you won't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. If you like this episode, then we have loads of startup focused episodes, um, which the easiest way to find all of those is to go to ecmp.info forward slash startup, which will take you straight to our website page where we list them all out. And then you can find ones that are the most relevant to you. Thank you so much for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them, don't ask them, tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan.